Um, we there we go. Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. With his fancy pants round ice cube uh, that was the, ba- the single rock for his Woodenville whiskey pour that he so dramatically made. People who are listening, you just missed Andrew pouring whiskey very slowly into the camera. And I'll have you know, it's, it, that's no ice cube. It's a Death Star. It's a Death Star-shaped ice cube. You're mold. kidding me. Is it really? It really is. I'll have to send you photos. It's great. So when you pop it upside down, it shows like the the laser dish on it. Oh my God. Because I feel like getting obliterated. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't do that, folks. Drink responsibly. Don't get obliterated like I did at um, Tacos and Beer joint this evening. I'm just kidding. I had. Oh, this will be fine. I had two margaritas. No, I had them a while ago. We're actually recording this in the evening. Normally we record in the morning, so we'll have a different kind of energy today. Different kind of energy. But it's been hot in Seattle, so that energy might just be heat stroke. Yeah, which I'm intimately familiar with. Yeah, I believe that, says the guy who poisoned himself with bleach fumes while trying to (laughs) clean his dishwasher. I moved to Seattle to get away from this. Because I know, me too. I lived in Nashville for eight years. I, I, I lived in, a, in Azusa, and it would it was routinely 110 degrees there because it was right at the base of the foothills. So all the yeah. wind over from like, um, from over the not Palm Springs, Palmdale, from Palmdale would all come in from the desert over the foothills and drop into the valley. And so we just get these crazy hot winds coming in in the afternoon, and just mm-hmm. I kid you not, the handle on the back of my Prius melted off. And drip down the license plate when we lived there. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. So I I, I hated nasty. that. Couldn't deal with it. I uh, was miserable. Like, I'll move to Seattle. I, it'll be a lot cooler there. What I didn't realize at the time was. No AC. No one has AC here. Nah. These houses we weren't built for global unit. warming. Well, we have a unit in the bedroom that we will start to bring out when it approaches 82 degrees. And we will sleep with it probably a little bit. You know, in, in Seattle, when it gets to be like 90 degrees, that's really oppressively hot in a three-story townhome like one I live in. Yep. And so my husband and I will put the unit in the bedroom. We'll just hang out in the bedroom all day and like watch TV and the cattle hang out with us because she will be like, oh, wow, it feels nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a Rambler with terrible insulation, big yeah. windows, and skylights. That I can't shut. You got to put some put some uh, foil in this. That's what I did last year. I, I just yeah. didn't realize it was going to be this hot this week. I wasn't prepped for. It. I didn't even have that. I've got two AC units and uh, didn't have either of them in the windows. Well, for people who aren't from Seattle, we have something called January, which is the idea that you have a nice spring and then in June it suddenly gets cold again. But the first two days of June were like the hottest days of the year so far. So. I believe in global warming. Turn off the podcast now if you don't agree with global warming. It's scientific stuff. Wow. We just lost two thirds of our listeners. Um, I fucking hope not. Like, I'm honestly like at this, like there, I think we've reached the point that if I say something that's like vaguely to the left of center, 
if somebody gets mad, then this is the first podcast episode they've ever listened to, and they were <laughs> never going to like me. And that's fine. Uh, I don't need to be liked. I need to be feared. Oh. <laughs> Nobody's no. afraid of me. Is anybody afraid of me? Depends on whether or not they know that you have a boxing gym membership. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm melting. I got three hours of sleep earlier this week. I like was tossing and turning, like wide awake, staring at the ceiling, like sweating. Oh yeah. Uh, until about three in the morning, finally I fell asleep. Woke up at four thirty to pee. Fell asleep again. Alarm went off at six, and had to get up and be in the office by seven. Somehow I managed to get through my day and actually function and do my job well. I don't know how. Good for you. You know, my uh, husband also yeah. wakes up. He wakes up early, like you do. He wakes up at five, and then he, you know. Does his morning routine, goes for a walk with a neighbor. But this, so I'm used to waking up in the bed like just me and the cat, right? Yep. Well, this morning my alarm goes off and I'm like, rah, 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 go like checking my phone. This dude just pops out. He just pops out of bed, pops out in the bed. Oh no. Sits up in the bed. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, where did you come from? And it's like, oh, I was taking a nap with the cat. Aww. <laughs> His birthday was uh, Tuesday. Oh my God. Did I tell you that we lost Poppy? Wait, you mean like could not find her or she yeah. died? Oh. Is she okay? Andrew. She is now. So yesterday, was it yesterday? No, so yeah, so I I went to the gym. I got home. I was taking a shower. I was out of the shower. I was like kind of drying off my hair and getting ready to put it up for the day. And Melissa's like, I can't find Poppy. And I'm sitting here thinking back in my head. I'm like, oh, I didn't see her last night. And she usually sleeps in the bed with us. But it's been so hot. My cat hasn't been sleeping in the bed with us. Well, that ended up being what the issue was. Uh, <laughs> we checked every corner of the house, could not find her. I'm freaking out. I got dressed real quick. I'm jogging around the neighborhood. I called my boss and said, hey, boss, I'm going to be family late. Emergency. It's a family emergency. And he's like, what family member? I'm like, my cat. And he's like, you're all good. Pets are family too. Totally understand. Let me know when you're, when you can make it in. Cause my boss is a rock star. And, um, I'm running around. like, I'm asking my neighbors. I'm like knocking on people's doors. Like, can I check your backyard? I swear I'm not going to steal anything. I, freaking out. And then Melissa yeah. calls me, uh, and she's like, we found Poppy. You can come home now. <laughs> Where was she? She, she was in like the depths of one of the closets, but like he crawled past the normal stuff and was like wedged in like a space like this big. Where it's dark and cold. Dark and cold. And apparently she was awoken at that point. Because we were like, we were like <laughs> hitting the food dish, like, Poppy, come get your dinner, you fat lard. Like, <laughs> good yeah. reference, good Napoleon Dynamite reference. Yeah, I told you about the time my, my niece and my brother and sister in law came over. And I just, I, I thought the cat had like gotten out. I thought we were never going to see her again. And she had managed to somehow get under my dresser, the clearance of which is maybe like three and a half inches. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so scary when you can't find a cat because they're just so good at hiding. They you, are. Because like your part of your brain is like, it's a cat. It's fine. It's just hid somewhere. They're good at hiding. And the other half of your brain is like, it's gone forever. Yeah, no, I was definitely like, there's no way that my like seven pound cat's going to survive outside. Like the other night I heard something in the backyard. And so I'm like looking at like looking at 40 pound raccoon. that was like digging up worms in my backyard, tearing up my grass. Kara like, would die immediately. She would just have a heart attack the moment she yep. left the house. Yeah. Uh, so that we see coyotes in our neighborhood and just like, there's no way Poppy makes it. 
Yeah. She's just Rick not- was like, Rick, I was like, I, Rick, I think she got out. And he's like, that's, that's, that's not Carrie. She's like afraid of the open door. <laughs> like, if oh, you Poppy open the door, the front out, door, though. she scurries out. Yeah, Carrie doesn't. But I thought that maybe she had somehow like gotten somewhere she couldn't get out. I thought she was like stuck and going to die, like stuck in the wall or something. It was yeah. terrifying. This is a guitar podcast. This is a guitar podcast dedicated to offsetting the status quo of guitar culture. Please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash get offset. Leave us a rating review on iTunes. That helps us tremendously or Apple podcasts, wherever the hell it's called right now. Like, comment, subscribe on the oldie YouTube. Check out our Facebook and our Facebook group. And speaking of Patreon, if you support us of it at at least the $5 level, thank you, Jeff Covey for being our newest $5 level Patreon supporter. Uh, you get access to our super secret Discord server. Yeah, it's secret. No one's ever heard of it. It's secret admission. I mean, listen, you can you can know a secret club exists, but it doesn't mean you're going to get in. Right, like the Veiled Prophets. <laughs> <laughs> I still think the most crazy thing about that, uh, I keep calling her Kimmy Schmidt, that um, Ellie... Ellie is that she is of the Missouri Kimbers. And when somebody says you're of the state last name, yep. you just know that you just know that family is rich. Yep. It's like yep. if you Google her, if you look at her Wikipedia, it says a member of the Missouri Kimbers. Like, yep. <laughs> like that's a cool Midwestern half a billion dollars. Yep. And people aren't calling her an industry plant. <laughs> No, not necessarily an industry plant, just someone who didn't have to worry about paying rent for the first decade of their career so that they could pursue opportunities and career moves to get in the right places. It's like if you have enough talent, eventually all you need is persistence. Sometimes, but also I've known talented people that gave up on their persistence because they needed to, you know, make rent and eat. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's never guarantees in showbiz. Nope. Nope. It helps though when your family is. It helps to have money and not have to worry. So it helps to have a safety net, not have to worry about it, be able to take un- unpaid internships. It helps for people to know people. Already, yeah. Certain level of society, people know each other. There's just no way around it. Um, yeah, and that just that just opens some doors. My hey, Vinny, my daughter Ellie, she'd like to get into acting. I am not getting into acting because my Italian accent is terrible. You know anybody we could hire? I, that was supposed to be Italian? My dude. <laughs> I don't know what it was supposed to be. Grimes they... did a better Italian accent <laughs> when she was Princess Peach on SNL. I'm going to go with vague mobster. Uh, my, <laughs> I think my... <laughs> if it's not my specific, ra- it's not racist, right? One of my favorite Russian accents... My, one of my favorite accents to do is the Russian accent. Because I, um, a friend of mine in high school had um, a, a Ukrainian foreign exchange student, and I'll never forget the time she we were talking about Alaska, and she says, uh, "United States did not buy Alaska; they are borrowing it." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "We are what? The United States did not buy Alaska; they are borrowing Sarah it." Sarah <laughs> Palin's looking with the binoculars at her window. Oh, it's happening! It's finally happening! Well, you know what the difference between a pit bull? Hockey mom is lipstick. Lipstick. It's lipstick. Yeah. It's lipstick. It's lipstick. Oh yeah, sure you betcha. Uh, you know, I just want to go down to the Minnesota State Fair this year. Get some pronto pups. You know, get a uh, 
You know, because pronto pups are just better than corn dogs because, you know, the corn dog is just not the best batter for a hot dog. You got to really get the, uh, that whole, that whole green. You got to get that whole green batter because it's just a little bit healthier for you. You know, and then you get some of the sweet Martha's cookies. You get the big bucket of the cookies. You see them all melted into the pavement by the end of the first week of the fair. <laughs> Sorry. A very well specific done. subset of people. Well done. Yeah. Ryan from Demos to the Dark is going to be like, how does this bitch know off. about Pronto Pups? The Minnesota State Fair was briefly a client of mine. And I was talking about content ideas for them. And I mentioned Pronto Pups. And they're like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Ohio. I live in Nashville. And they're like, how do you know what a Pronto Pup is, honey? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, did you do your research? <laughs> oh, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, sure. You bet. I've been once, went to a diner. And yeah, which said, diner? And Is it the uh, one from uh, Jingle All the Way? I, I say, waiter, could I get a could I get a large Coke? And he's like, oh, sorry, we don't do larges here. We only do mini sodas. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is the second time I've told that joke on the podcast, too. Is the second time you've told a mini soda joke? Yeah, I think I told that joke the first time we had Mike Adams on. I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen. I'm pretty sure we've only told- had him on once. The once does that seem like no, a we've farce? We've had him on twice. <gasps> You're right. I'm like, I, is this heat giving I me stopped. like fever dreams? <gasps> like, what's is this real? Like, someone well, hit- right before this podcast started, I compli- I combined the remnants of a lime and a lemon Lacroix and called it a sprite. <laughs> You put the lime in the lemon LaCroix. You put the lime in the coconut. Oh, we started this podcast. It was 73 degrees in my room because I've been running the AC all day. I turned off the AC because I love all of your ears. It is now 76 degrees. Okay. Well, we're going to just keep on going. (laughs) Keep on going. going. This episode of the Get All Set podcast is sponsored by Rude Tech Effects based out of Nashville, Tennessee. They're makers of the... uh, the uh, what's it called? What's it called there, Andrew? The three ma fourteen. The three ma fourteen. The three ma fourteen. It's a uh, three Russian big muffs in one. You got the black, green, and the Civil War, and you can basically turn it into a little op amp by bypassing that tone circuit. So you bypass the tone circuit, gives it this nice open California sound, which is pretty neat. You can also turn on this optical, uh, shit. <laughs> okay, so as much Optional. as I love California, I gotta say I don't love the California sound. Anyways, oh, moving on. but remember you started with that op amp, uh, Big Muff at the Tacoma Guitar Show. Yeah. And you, uh, you ended up trading that up pretty good. You did a pretty good job on that. But, uh, getting back to Rude Tech Effects, it's got the optional mids drive that you go after, after the fuzz and, uh, helps your mids out. And it's a really nice fuzz. I really like it. Check out our demo. Use the code uh, GETOFFSET to get free domestic shipping and uh, a discount on your international shipping there. Yeah, sure. You bet. So I, the, when you first <laughs> Sorry, started Jesse. that accent, I just assumed that it was you know Tina Fey and – or not Tina Fey, Sarah Palin. Same difference. Well, and Sarah pa- Tina Fey as Sarah Palin, but more – I was like, like this is guy scripted. Maybe you like worked on that particular. Maybe you worked on like that that script that like you know that bit for a bit with that. Oh, you accent. thought I could just say those words, dude? I lived with someone from Minneapolis for a couple of years. She was the matron yeah, of honor you're, at my you're wedding. Nailing it. Yeah, sure. 
you know, I had a lot of practice. I can actually pull it back and make it a little bit more realistic and less of a caricature. But it's a, it's a pretty nice. It's pretty good. You know, just uh, get get some water because you really need that water in your mouth to really get that accent. The water. Because yeah. they would say water. And not water. water. I love, I love, love, love Minneapolis. And My pop's from Jacksonville, Florida, and he's always said water. And it's always like me. That sounds more Philly. Can you get me a glass of water? I'm gonna I can't, I can't get, I can't say it. I can't say it the same way that my pop says it. I don't know. But he's like born, he was born and raised in Jacksonville. But then lived lived in Nebraska for the last 30 years. Cause I feel like that's really a Philly thing. It's not Wooter. There's like, there's a different vowel inflection going. It's similar, but there's a difference going on there. It's like Wooter. It's Can like you give my neuter some water from the Wawa? There's like two vowels it's, happening in sequence, even though there's only okay. one vowel in the word before the T. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Water. My mom has been upset because I've I feel like I've been turning some of my T's in the middle of words into D's, and she gets upset about it. But my parents have always been kind of like. Well, they would get mad if I would say like in a a sentence like that. Uh, But like, I think I was saying fur instead of four. And they were like, it's fur. It's four. Not fur. I'm like, yeah, who gives? Who cares? I don't care. Well, that was a great ad spot for Rude Tech. Go check them out. Yes. And uh, check out the Ain't Afraid Fuzz. And the kit was actually quite fun to put together. I have it. Over there. Ta-da! Ta-da! What's new with you? What's new with me? We're heat. We're heat crazy right now. Yeah, I I wasn't prepared. So I, I, what's new with me is I installed this window unit, and I, the hose isn't quite as long as I thought it was going to be. I might have to rethink how I've got my space built out here. Stay on the mic. I might have to rethink how my space is built out in here just yeah. to accommodate the AC. Like well, I can, why can't you just put it up against the window? Uh, well, because it's not a window unit. It's a floor unit with a hose that goes to the outside. Then I have to fit the hose into the window. But I don't have sliding windows or sliding windows. I used to be a mine. So how, I'm really good at so it. So how does this? So how is this supposed to work? Uh, I've got one of those like hand crank windows that goes out like this, and so uh-huh. what I do is you put the, ho- the the hose for it like in where the hand crank is, and then crank it taut against it so it's between the win- the edge of the and window. Then you have to put like some cardboard in. Yeah. Paper. So paper. right now I haven't done it. <laughs> Last year what I did is I like custom cut like some styrofoam for it, got it fitted in, yeah. some duct mm-hmm. tape, some. Uh, fiberglass insulation, another piece mm-hmm. of styrofoam kind of just got it all insulated and completely like no airflow, no heat should have been it's coming true. through it. It was yeah. pretty rock solid. It looked ugly. Yeah. It's definitely some. Uh, you only need a couple months of the year though, so that's right. kind of nice. Uh, yeah. Right now, I currently have some exposed fiberglass insulation up top that was just laying around that I grabbed without a glove and just stuffed up there. And uh, my towel. How's your hand now? Week. It's fine. Just wash it okay. after. Uh, I was, so I, I think I've been telling, 
I've been really busy and I'm just going to tell, tell folks I've been so busy and really overwhelmed. And now that things are starting to open up, like I did all this stuff to fill my time when the band was kind of on hiatus because of COVID and now they're coming back. And I was thinking like, how can I juggle all this stuff at once? I haven't read a book in a year. I haven't really been able to have fun with guitar and stuff because I've been so busy working. I finally put in notice uh, on a freelance gig that I've been doing um, with a company I had started with back in 2006. I've been doing some help with them on the weekends. But I tell you what, I miss weekends. I haven't read a book in a year. But I was reading Mark Lanigan's autobiography, his memoir, and he talked about uh, he was out with a lady in West Seattle and they ended up having sex on the hull of a boat. And uh, he didn't realize that the boat was fiberglass. Oh, no. And the next day, his ass was just burning. And he found out that it was because of all the friction from sleeping, having sex with this woman on this boat. So he just a bunch of shards of fiberglass in his ass. And I could not stop laughing. I was like, this is why I need to read more. (laughs) Stories like this will bring me (laughs) such laughter. (laughs) reminds me you know what the difference is between bud light and sex in a in a boat lipstick <laughs> what's the difference between a pit bull and a hockey mom i was just pulling the punchline from another joke what was this but sex on a boat and bud light well the sorry i, I misspoke what 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 do uh bud light and sex in a boat have in common they'll both make you nauseated what is it? They're both fucking close to water. <laughs> That's the first time you said the F word on this podcast, maybe. It's been, like that. I, I think I've said it once or twice before. You've probably said it back when we were still bleeping, because we're not bleeping anymore. What? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, he made a face. You can just imagine a Scooby-Doo Yikes, Yikes, Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's raggy. <laughs> I got my niece into a little bit of Scooby Doo, but I don't think she was super duper impressed. I like uh, how the villains in Scooby Doo are always like old white men. <laughs> they are. With money. It's so realistic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Time to find out who's been ruining the economy. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. Sorry. Oh. oh, I do have something that's actually new with me. I forgot. I. I have stickers. Just some samples. I'm sorting out um, and looking at doing. He your... is. It is swell with my soul sticker with his uh, Vernie, uh, Vernie ball. His uh, guitar pedal is a volume with pedal. a nondescript volume pedal. Thank you. And then here's a big one. That'll probably be easier. I think you call them Bernie Vol volume pedals. Uh, I think I will I'm not teasing. refer to it's them directly. It's, it's 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 generic. I'm going to sideways hold up an identical yeah. volume pedal that is definitely not a Bernie Vol, and it is and looks almost shape. identical to what I have. It is because that is the shape of a volume pedal. And anyone who happens to create a unit that looks relatively similar to this should be happy that it's being used in a very positive way. <laughs> Shout out to my te- my friend Tim from Ernie Ball. Uh, did On you a see completely my unrelated note. Well, I said Ernie Ball, so now I just want to say, hey, Tim, thank you for Hi, letting me demo the uh, Stingray RS, the Music Man Stingray RS. It was a very 
It was maybe one of the nicest guitars I've ever played in my life. Just straight from a construction standpoint. Uh, like it's not, it's not tuna tone, but it was very, very nice mm-hmm. and obviously thoughtful. Like the people who made it play guitar and, uh, you know, just sometimes those little extra touches. Like I play a lot of budget guitars, a lot of squires, especially because of the demo channel. Um, it's really nice to every once in a while just be like, oh, yes, this is what we as human beings have the capacity to make something this yeah. absolutely stunning. They're, they're QC's top notch. I, uh, you can see, you can tell why they're like $2,400. Yep. No, I, so I, I, this is going to make sense in a moment. I, I really dislike sure. gold hardware and 98% of guitars. I just, uh-huh, it's not for me. Purple. Even that, no, no, no. For the most part, it's not my thing. I'm not poo-pooing anyone else. It's just personal preference. I just, it doesn't sit well, well with me. Um, I, I will always go for Chrome. I mean, look, right. I didn't even get a, a yellow gold wedding ring. I mean, it's, well, it's not my thing. You want to see my wedding ring? Sure. This is my wedding ring. That's not, it's, it's slinky. It's silicone. Uh, anyway, your camera is fuzzy now. (laughs) Come on, come on, buddy. And no, did that not do it? You made it worse. (laughs) You gotta move around wildly. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, that one worked. Uh, Sorry, you just got close to my nose, Andrew was putting his hand over his camera lens to try to get it to um, refocus and it worked. So then he just put his face really close to it and then slowly backed away. And that yeah, you can see like the pores in my nose. Yeah. I'm not doing that right now. Cause I have a little I'm a walking ad for like, what is it, like the Biore pore strips? You know, the, like you I put like the, those. it looks like a little like mini mask for your nose and it like glues on your nose and you rip it and it pulls out all of the, all the gunk out of your pores. Yeah, I wanted those really badly in high school. My parents were like, no. Oh, it's horrifying when I do it. I mean, it seems really cathartic. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Um, I haven't done it in a while. I should do that again. Anyway, I'm getting so sidetracked. Uh, so you stickers. Ball you got stickers. Did a limited run. I am working my way back to stickers. Like I started stickers. We have now worked our way into several rabbit trails. I need to finalize, work my way through to get back rabbit to the stickers. Holes. You chase rabbits down holes. Sure. That makes sense. That's valid. Um, now that we've resolved that rabbit hole, Ernie Ball did a James Valentine signature limited run with gold hardware, the white and the roasted maple neck. I love the James yeah. Valentine signature in general. I think it's a really great guitar. I think the the routing for it is really clever. I think it sounds great, feels great. If I were to get an Ernie Ball guitar, that would be the guitar I get, no questions asked. Um, with St. Vincent being a close second. And I was thinking St. Vincent. I really am hoping I'm gonna get to try and demo at least the Goldie series, if not all of them. Um Yeah. So Anywho, that one had gold hard. The one I'm thinking of, I I can't remember if it was a Guitar Center exclusive or not, uh, but I remember it having gold hardware. I'm like, it works on this. I actually, like, I would have this in my wall, no questions asked. Really like it. Yeah. So, and I, I'm working back to some... stickers. Uh, my friend, yeah. 
who I used to work at Guitar Center with once upon a time. Her name's Stephanie. Her and her partner starting a sticker business. They sent me a couple of nice. these samples. I'm oh, prob- cool. They're two different gonna- sizes. Yeah, so I got two different sizes. I think this is like a five inch and like a two and a half inch. Um, nice. They look great. Uh, I, I got a sample from a dropship company. <laughs> and, and they weren't so good. Uh, well, two of them showed up smudged. Not I was okay. really unhappy about that. I made them resend them to me out of principle. But then I looked closer on the back of it. It literally says AveryLabels.com, which means they're just taking a, a like Avery paper. I'm like, I, it's lit, if it literally says Avery, I can't give this to a customer that's going to look that, – I'm going to feel really weird about that. So I'm giving away those if samples. It's the people to that, if it's the people I've used for shirts and we've discussed before, mm-hmm. you also – you have to charge so much for those stickers to for make an, it Yeah, money. it's like five bucks for a sticker. It. It's so, like I put them up just because people were asking for them. But I just want you to know, friends, if you order a Get Offset sticker, we literally don't make money from them. Yep. No, I'd have to charge like eight bucks for a sticker to make a couple dollars. Which is so stupid. Yep. No, it's ridiculous. It's a sticker. They're not even as good as like the sticker. I've given up on the idea that I'm going to monetize on stickers. That's fine. I'm looking at supporting a friend who's starting a small business. Well, usually you just give stickers away. I mean, the only people who should sell stickers are like bands. Right. I'm thinking about ordering some, starting starting to include them in Fox Cairo orders. I don't know if I'm going to. It doesn't yeah. make technical financial sense, and I'm a terrible businessman, but it's the sort of fun thing that I like to add to my brand. So I'm, I like supporting friends. So I'm probably going to do that in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sorry, I just got an um, artist working promotional agreement. Nice. Yes. And one of them said, one of the things says, when blogging about the company's products or services, you must clearly disclose your material connection with the company. See, that's an agreement. There you go. Signed, sealed, delivered. Um, do you want to know what's new with me? You got to teach me what an EPK was? <laughs> I got to teach Andrew what an EPK is. Uh, no. <laughs> I've never heard the acronym before, and as soon as I looked, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I kind of know what this is already. An EPK is an electronic press kit, and I just did one for Sunday Crush as an example to use in a blog post I wrote uh, for a company called ConvertKit. So uh, check out that. It should be live this week, actually. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, I use this tool to take screenshots where I could make GIFs of the things I was doing on the screen, which is actually Sorry, making what? GIFs. Okay. Melissa and I have been having this argument for a while, so... I'll say it whichever way. I really don't. I have zero preference. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything material I've gotten lately. And I know that there has. And I just literally cannot find it because I've been literally too busy to live. Hold on one second. Let me. Oh, boy. This is actually a problem. This is bad. I can't find Here, let me put it something it. else that I ordered recently. Ta-da. Okay. I got one of my shirts in charcoal gray. Oh, or charcoal heather. I don't know. Oh, gosh. And yeah. for the summer, are you bonkers? You'll pit out immediately. Yep. You're going to pit Anyways, out. I made one small change uh, to the shirt. You guys can sort out what it is. Uh, if you figure out what it is and let me know, you get a Chris Five Five. Is that a Ranger FX unit? Yes. I'm holding what, it up. What is it? What is it? That looks like too big of a box to be the mini bar. Is that the drum machine? Oh, my God. It's it the drum is. machine. It's the snare trap. 
Shut your snare trap. I just opened it on this podcast. It's number 61. So close to perfection. I'm actually really excited about this. Um, I'm going to put it right into my white whale by Bookworm Effects. Actually, I could, I really could do that right now and pick it up. But um, I also got to have a band practice with my band this week. Trip for the out. First what was that like? Since before ha- uh, Halloween. Let me tell you, I was walking up to our practice space and I hear my bandmates just laughing. And I thought to myself, life is good. Life is good. That's a good feeling yeah. to have. Yeah. I need to figure out how this, I have, actually have no idea how this works. Turn some things up. It's not, oh. Maybe I plug in the uh, sound maker. Oh. Hmm. Sorry, I just re- redid my desk because it was messy. That's totally fair. I cleaned off my desk last week and I can't find it. Find anything. It's funny how that works. Unrelated. Now that I'm starting, I'm I'm in the back of my brain. I'm now psychoanalyzing what that quote unquote Italian accent was. Uh, my Your my big generic mobster accent. And I'm wondering if I didn't pick that up. I am wondering, I, I'm thinking in the back of my head that it's a voice that John Mulaney does that I'm doing a really bad job of mimicking. Well, his voices aren't supposed to be like good voices. No, they're not like great re- re- recreations necessarily. They're just comedically useful. Like I can just hear, I forget what special it's from. I can just hear him saying scram. And yeah, I, scream. Well, he's he's got like an Italian accent, and it is what it is. But yeah, I just heard my bandmates laughing, and it made me so happy. I've missed them so much, and it's just so nice. It was the first in-person practice we've had since the pandemic. Finally, stunning proof that Emily does have a tuner. I'm a terribly rude person, and I know this. Wait, what was the proof that I have a tuner? Yeah. I didn't tune anything. That's that's the joke. It's a bad joke. It's a mean it joke. It is a bad joke. I don't I don't get the joke. I just I, want to I, hear I, the drums. I know. I need to read the user manual. This is very exciting for listeners. I probably should have read the user manual for my dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you just should have read the manual for bleach. <laughs> so to clarify, I was reading through the comments, and I, I didn't mix it with ammonia or anything else. It's not like I had a dishwasher pot in there. So there's nothing else in the dishwasher. That just means I was inhaling bleach. I wasn't inhaling anything else. I'm doing a great job of defending myself now. Yeah, defending yourself against inhaling bleach. (laughs) Soaked in bleach. I don't have to watch a demo of this. That was a fruit fly. No, the fruit flies have returned. It's the worst part of every summer. You hear it? Yeah. Where do you? I just saw the fruit fly. Yeah. This is not the time to 
try to be figuring this out. Imagine you're supposed to step on it, right? I can't mess with this right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. That was too much. That was already too much. But yeah, I had the first band practice and we just jammed like we jammed like no one was watching. And uh, well, was anyone we watching? The neighbor, once we had a neighbor yell at us because the people who had rehearsed in that space before us, like nights before, went too late. Mm-hmm. And we were like, but that wasn't us. And she's like, but you know who it was. And we said, we do not. And then she said, well, you didn't tell them. I'm like, we're sorry that happened, but that you're not mad at us. Isn't that just like amazing when someone, you know, you're like, you're not mad at me, but you're yelling at me. Yeah. And I don't like it. So that's, that was that situation. Um, but no, we just, we just jammed. We had some stuff we were working on right before the pandemic and we like went through and remembered the chord progressions and some of the riffs had an open jam too. And we booked our first gig. We're booking our first gig. I can't confirm it yet, but, um, we'll be playing, we'll be playing, we'll be playing live shows real soon. Fully vaxxed and relaxed. Fully vaxxed and relaxed. That's the uh, that's the anthem of my hashtag sweaty boy summer. Vaxxed and relaxed band practice. So what's this I hear about what we're speaking of vaccinations, we're getting like entered into drawings for money just for getting vaxxed or something? In Washington? Yeah, I heard something about Inslee like freeing up a bunch of money to try and convince people to get vaccinated by opening yeah, up a and- well, they did it in Ohio, and allegedly, it was, I didn't look into it at all, but I've heard it was really successful that uh, for five days in a row, they were giving away a million bucks a day to someone who had gotten at least one vaccination shot. And so far, the people who have won uh, what that I, that I saw um, publicity on was like an eighth grade boy and a mm-hmm. woman in college, <laughs> which is exactly who you want to see winning that money because like, damn, that's a very life changing amount of money for somebody like in college. For anybody, a million dollars is life changing for anybody who doesn't already have a million dollars. Yeah, I imagine just walking up to a realtor and be like, "I'd like to buy a house." Like, "Oh, are you pre-approved?" And they're like, "No, nope." Oh well, are you sure you should be like, "I got cash, let's go." Got cash, got (laughs) cash. No, uh, what's it called? No inspection, cash. Cash, no inspection. I, I had a that friend. That should be who, the name of like an, like a, a band that caters to like middle, middle age nostalgia. Just cash, no inspections. What? Yep, I think that's a great idea. No. Kind of like along the 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 realm of like middle class fancy, but like in a band of pop punk covers because pop punk is what like the heyday of pop punk is like twenty years ago now. So a lot of the Jeez. people that are teenagers during that era are. 
kind of the heyday of pop punk is 2001 boys and gentlemen according to andrew <laughs> it's a if you ever take Come 10 at years him, not at me <laughs> not me i am i'm i'm like a middle-aged millennial i'm not an elder millennial i'm not a young millennial so i'm, I'm a like a millennial you are i know you're not a zoomer the no. kids are all right i like the generation z I think they're all right. My last job, I worked with a kid who would like just like turn 18 while he was on the job. And that was super strange. I'm like, oh yeah, like we could get along and stuff. And he he just like goes back to Snapchat and just ignores (laughs) me like, Tyler, like I thought we're going to be friends here. And he's like, you're old. Because we're both young. (laughs) I remember he called me old once and I'm like, that's it. I give up. I'm sorry. You're not allowed to call somebody old unless they're at least 30. And I say this as a woman who's 32. I think I was like 24 and he's like, shut up, old man. Something like that. <laughs> I like that kid. He's he resists right. the urge to be rude and mean back because I can't beat up a child. How old was he? He was 17, I think, when he said that. He was just trying to fit in with the big kids. Wanted to push back a little bit. I'm like, all right, fine. You can have this one. Here's your street cred. Enjoy. It's the only, you only get one. <laughs> but do that you again and I will miss-, miss you up. If you shoot at me, you better Just not Just kidding. Miss- Sorry, HR. I was kidding. I did not mean that. No, no, no HR. <laughs> I haven't worked at a company with HR since I was 22 years old. <laughs> And one of those companies, I needed it. But let's get back to talking about my band practice. It felt good, dude, playing music with people in the room with them without masks, knowing that you all are vaccinated and safe. Like, that's shit, dude. That felt normal. It felt good. Like, I needed that. Yep. Like, badly. Because it's been like, like, I was just talking about, like, I know a lot of people lost work this year, but as someone who started working from home, I... I ended up, I'm like, I'm literally saying no to freelance gigs every week now because I'm just overwhelmed. And so to finally like get back to the thing that I actually enjoy doing, I don't want to work my life away. Like I'm in my thirties. This is like the last decade of like youngish. And right. I, I don't want to spend it just like working every weekend just to get some extra scratch. Like, you know what? I work really hard to be able to like afford things, but mm-hmm. then I don't have, have time. the time to enjoy the yeah. things. Yep. And I think that's just bananas. Like, yeah, you know, I make enough money now. If I go on vacation, I can stay in like an okay hotel, not a nice hotel, right. but not the Red Roof Inn by the airport or the river. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I've stayed in a Red Roof Inn once. And it was the scariest experience of my life. I've stayed in some some really nice red roof. The thing about red roof ends is that they are like a Charlie Kelly wild card of they're the Charlie Charlie Kelly wild card of motels. And sometimes they are so so nice. I stayed in one in in Louisville that had just been redone, and it was luxurious. And I've stayed in ones in South Austin where you kind of want to just sleep on top of the sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, but the scariest place I've ever stayed, I'm pretty sure I told a story about the Econo Lodge in Memphis. About, that was just like the top four levels of a parking structure. Nice. <laughs> that was a scary. I thought I was going to die that night. <laughs> One time I stayed at um, Red Roof Inn was in San Dimas in the LA area. <laughs> and the bathtub was stained like a rusty red. And I, there, but the, it's not like the fixture was rusted. 
Which no, can just... only mean one thing. <laughs> Someone died in that bathtub. Like, listen, somebody's died in every hotel on the planet. Like, you gotta kind of get fine. past it. But no one, no one dies a bloody death in a. Okay, that's actually not necessarily true. People do die bloody baths in bathtubs by accident. Oh wow! Next but, topic. <laughs> next, next topic. Look, yeah. we, we talked true crime last week. I can mention that as my. We talked about it briefly, and then I had a nightmare. I can mention that sorry. ever so briefly. I'm sorry that mentioning true crime at 9:45 in the morning gives you a nightmare. It was rough. Later. I, I could, sorry, I buddy. I'm just going to assume that that's a theme song from a true crime show. The true crime show. Which is? It's no, Unsolved Mysteries. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. We can't talk about it. I feel like we had an episode, we had an episode topic this week. There is. Yes, it's playing uh, songs outside of your genre, your, your comfort genre. Like, we all have that comfort genre. Yeah, and that's right. You're going to teach me how to do chicken picking, right? No, you don't want you don't want that, man. I'm going to tell you right now, dude. You don't want that. You're going to be you're going to be embarrassed. You're going to be so embarrassed. Uh, if I did this on it, I thought you said that you didn't want to do this actively because you were sh- sh- uh, rusty. Speaking, I'm of very rusty. Things. It's embarrassingly so. Yeah. So, if, do you really want to do that? Because no, I, I just want to hold a guitar and look cool. Now you see, I think that was the truth, and that wanting to learn was the joke. Yeah. Don't we all yeah. just want to hold a guitar and look cool? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's guitar. why my husband is always the one who carries my guitar into venues. Plays D chord. And in case the listener was not already aware, Emily is a much better guitar player than I am. And I'm okay with well, you that. know, I play a lot more. That's fair. I don't have a problem. I've been with playing it. longer. But, that is true. Um, you know, all right. So, like, the thing is, like, everyone has those genres that they feel really comfortable in. Maybe it's punk. Maybe it's just, like, classic kind of rock. Maybe it's metal. Maybe it's country. But you should – I feel like it would be, it behooves everybody, every guitarist, to dig into genres that are maybe interesting to them. And even if you learn how to do that kind of stuff badly, if it's something you can then translate kind of back into your music. Totally. Uh, like as a game of telephone, sometimes that can make some really interesting things. Like, um, are you familiar with hybrid picking at all, Andrew? I've heard the term. I actually don't it's okay. know how to do it. It's okay. It's okay. So you take a guitar pick and you hold it between your thumb and your index finger. And downstrokes are with the pick, but you free up your middle finger and your ring finger, and every upstroke is going to be those. So um, that's actually something I use in Sunday Crush a lot, which is funny because Sunday Crush is not a country band. So uh, it can, it, it's like a plucky kind of sound. So in Good Boy, the riff is. And then the, the main riff is. So I pluck. Instead of strumming those two notes, because I'm playing two notes at a time. Oh, yeah, I've done that before. I guess I didn't yeah, realize that's, that's what that's, that was called. Yeah, it's called hybrid picking, and it's called pinching when you do two at the same time. Yeah. 
And I'm not going to get into any rick, li- licks with you, but um, a big thing, and country music just loves major chords. So, uh, like that riff I was playing, it's just walking down a major scale. So I, I go up to the uh, D string with my middle finger, slide up to D string, uh, ninth fret, downstroke. And then on the B string, eighth fret, I pluck up. I do the slide. And then the thing about chicken picking is uh, like uh, muted strings, usually on the downstroke for the things that I've been playing. So... And then on the uh, the G string, you just do a walk down. But you're doing the clucking on that down string, on that downstroke, on the D string every time. So you up. Oh, I'm sorry. The first note you hit on the uh, G string is in the 10th fret. The first note on the, oh, on the G string is on the 10th fret. There we go. So then after you pluck, that's what you got, right? That's what you've got down, Pat. I can hear it. You, it's a muting, but it's not a palm muting on the uh, right hand. You're muting with the the picking hand, and that's that clucky chicken sound. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I I do that in Sunday Crush. We were jamming, and Jenna starts playing on the hot top two strings. I'm like. So, like, I heard in my head that just, that's yeah, very yeah. country walk down. Very country. So, being able to incorporate that kind of country lick into a non-country genre, mm-hmm. I think evokes something that makes it more sonically interesting. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And, like, the thing about chicken picking is it's often very fast. Like, oh. That was that was sloppy as hell, but again, two margaritas at me. Um, <laughs> I think that was okay. That was okay for two margaritas. Andrews finished his whiskey, so that was pretty okay for a whiskey and a Death Star. But um, another thing that I've really oh, – get back on the mic, Emily. In fairness um, to me, I did pour a second one. I don't know if you've noticed. I finished <laughs> that too. <laughs> I'm stopping now. I will go back to hydrating like a normal person for the rest of the night because yeah, I have work tomorrow. Good. You don't? I do. Oh, you do. 
Yeah. Yeah, I do as well. Um, yeah. So I've also, she shreds, uh, this week has been promoting, um, sort of a, uh, a, a lesson with Melanie Faye, that excellent R and B guitarist out of Nashville. Uh, so she did something with, uh, pickup guitar, uh, classes, like an R and B course. And, uh, so she shreds has like the one part of that course up and available for free. So if you haven't checked that out, please do. It's really cool. Um, and she just kind of walks through this R and B chord progression with an example thing that she did with a lot of really beautiful flourishes. And I, it's really gotten my creative juices flowing. <laughs> it's nice. Like I know I've been really busy, but I found a little bit of time in these past couple weeks to pick up some, some country licks because mm-hmm. It's something, it's a genre I really like. And I think Sunday Crush is going to do more kind of country inspired stuff. But like that Melanie Faye course, I'm like that's not, I've never played like an R&B style guitar after outside of learning a couple Prince songs. And most of the Prince kind of songs I learn are either very heavily in the rock genre or the funk genres. Um, so that has been just really, um, illuminating and really fun. So I, like I, and it's not, I don't listen to a ton of R&B, you know, I really appreciate sure. it, but it's not the kind of genre, it's not the kind of thing I as frequently seek out as other things. Like I'm really a big fan of indie rock and folk rock, like folk indie, like my favorite record that came out this year was a Katie Kirby record, um, cool dry place, which is, I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful record, but, um, it's, I think it's important. I think it's, if you're not doing that as a musician, if you're not trying to learn things outside of your wheelhouse, because that's also outside of your comfort zone, you're really holding yourself back and you're really only hurting your own progress. What are your thoughts on a slap on guitar? I think it's really cool. Prince used to do this thing where he would um, hold his guitar guitar pick between his Mm -hmm. uh, index and middle finger and he'd pick with that and he'd do kind of like the slap bass thing with his thumb. Yeah. Nice. Who does that? Where'd you learn that? I nice. made it up. I don't know. That's cool though. Um, my bassist borrowed uh, the Rick's bass six, and mm-hmm. uh, they were playing it at, at practice and plucking right, and It's taken so much self control not to order the CME exclusive and shell pink. <gasps> Dude, I know. Oh, Andrew just bit into his Telecaster. Uh, Telecaster. Which I didn't think that I could actually fit my mouth around that. I'm actually surprised by that. Oh, you learn. See, you learn gotta learn more things day. about your guitar, especially about your guitars, you yeah, know? Can you put your guitar in your mouth? That's an important thing. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm going to hold back on the joke I was going to make. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. I feel like we talked, we had some good to chat banter and stuff. Oh, for and sure. I have had a lot of fizzy water, so I'm trying to not burp into the microphone. <laughs> you're welcome. Dear listeners, you're welcome. <laughs> I was going to try and fake burp, but I can't do that, actually. Um, <gasps> I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to close us out on? Uh, well, for starters, I'm probably going to have to watch through this episode again. I'm going to give that chicken picking a lick. Chicken picking lick another go. I'm sorry. Mixed up my words there. Yeah. And uh, it's just like the, just the hybrid picking itself. It takes practice. But like, I think after like, I think maybe 30 minutes of just doing it a lot, um, it totally. became a lot. 
it became more natural, like, like anything, but I, I was surprised at how quickly, uh, I was able to pick up the hybrid picking. Cause it seemed like I'm used to playing with my fingers or a pick and playing with both is not something I had done before. I think the other contribution that I'd like to make is arpeggiation is something that I learned a bit uh, in playing some metal riffs. And I yeah. just bring back that back into like some more not as intense. Um, something like yeah. that is just slowing it that way down, adding some effects, super soothing, just outlining chords that way is just, I think is really nice, but that's not where I originally and learned that from. Because, and underdone because people want to do too often. I think people just want to show off and show what technical skills they have, but not realizing that like, it's still the building blocks are all still like, usually things you learn pretty early on. Yeah. And sometimes going back to more basics is really important. Um, Like bass, being a bass player, playing like octaves for example, is a lot more effective than people give it credit for. Same with guitar for octaves. Um, but like most country stuff is just a combination of major and minor pentatonic and major scales. Right. And uh, and it still is very cool, very engaging, really gets a reaction from people. And it's mostly, I won't say it's mostly, but like for country, picking, chicken picking, largely it's, it's, you know, speed and tastefulness. And if you, if you can't, play it slow you can't play it fast so just yep. start slow and build your way up and know that you're going to get better because there's you can only get better you cannot get worse that is not a thing i took another stab at trying slide again this week oh i'm bad at it I i'm really bad at slide i was trying to learn the uh i got about halfway through the solo for learning to fly by tom petty uh, uh which isn't that hard yeah. as far as slide goes but it was really hard for me, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's fun. It's fun to play around with that kind of stuff and get the juices flowing. Like this isn't applicable to the things I would normally want to try and play, but I could see it, having yeah. some fun with it. Yeah. It's like when I learned, when I got that Yvette Young YY10 and for a few weeks and I learned that Yvette Young riff and I'm like, I've I have never done something like that. Like, ever and it was really really cool and fun and side note i've already have, forgotten it have you seen that yvette young's been like low-key friends with willow smith and it's super cool yeah yeah well, like willow smith just posted a, uh, a video with uh yvette young's signature nice playing a riff on it. i'm like oh snap willow's so that's talented. a thing yeah but, willow willow's certainly so, a talent that stands yeah. on her own yep yeah, cool. Well, um, I think that's a good place to end it is fangirling about Willow Smith. Andrew's obviously got somewhere to be, and I understand. I also somewhere I to be in that high school. I've got more of the issue of it's 79.5 degrees in here, yes. so it's gone up almost All 10 right. degrees since we started recording. I'm like... <sighs> well, thanks for watching. Stick around five more minutes to see Andrew die on the show. Thanks for listening, and thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. And thank you for watching. My name is Andrew. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.